What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 106 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always with me, host Stefan Luffler at Junk Wax Twins. Howdy. Ben Wilson at our trading cards. I'm Tim Shepler at Big Shep 79. We are a podcast by collectors for collectors. Hoping to bring you a smart, insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific. 10 Central. On YouTube, Periscope, Facebook Live. Uh, follow us on Twitter about the cards. We'll be able to podcast pretty much everywhere. Check out the website about the cards.wordpress.com. Nine years ago today, V Mike Trout made his major league debut versus the Seattle Mariners and went 0 for 3. I'm sure we all could have done better than he did. Uh, but welcome in. We're going to get right into it. We have a very, very special guest, Brent Williams of Brenton Becca. And anybody remembers early on uh, when the podcast started, there was a set of, there was a a viewer drinking game that anytime we said Brent or Brent and Becca, people had to take a drink. And we had to, we had to tell people to stop because it got overwhelming. <laughs> a lot of people got schnockered. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it, you know. Yeah. Highest of regards. Everything was very positive, but we mentioned you quite a bit. And I mean, we still do, but the, the drinking game is at your own risk. Do not yes. do this at home. Yes. Oh, so Brent, welcome. We've been, we've been, uh, it's, it took us a while to, to us to work it out, but to have you on, and it's during Series Two release, and, and we're going to get into that. But we want to thank you so much for being on. Um, I think a lot of collectors know who you are just via uh, you know the eBay store, mm -hmm. uh, and also and also Twitter. Um, but just give us a little background on how you started Britain Becca, what it's been like, and how long you've been doing it, and kind of what the day to day is for you. Okay, sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me. It's great to be here finally. Um, and, uh, you mentioned this is a smart podcast. I don't know about having me on here. I'm not, Hey, invest your money in this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I got started, uh, it's been about 25 years ago, almost, um, just busting wax. Like most people, a lot of people do know my story, but basically I went into massive debt in college, um, in the late nineties, um, buying cards and memorabilia so much. So I was in debt. I want to say around $65,000 being in college. And that was not student debt. That was baseball card debt. Um, of course, eBay started around that time. And so I, I used Beckett marketplace to begin. And then when eBay came in, I started using eBay and I just started trying to piece off the stuff I didn't need. You know, I, like many collectors that collected in the 80s and 90s, you probably had 10, 20, 30, 40 copies of every card. I know I did. I bought box after box after box. And so I started parting with some stuff. And eventually that led to getting people with requests in the early 2000s. Like, oh, hey, I see that you have these cards. Do you open these cards? And I'm like, for me. But, it, you know, it was one or two cases. And then it was five cases and 10. And then... Eventually, you know, I think uh, I want to say six years ago, series one, maybe first time we ever did 100 cases. And that is not because, oh, I want all the cases out there and I want to open more. I don't. I am actively trying to cut back. I ordered, ordered less of series two this year than the past three years and actually sold some cases sealed because it's too much work. It's just the amount of orders I had. And I always based my case orders off of my, what my pre-sell demand was so yes i had a hundred cases worth of base sets or gold sets that you know are tough to build pre-sold 
to customers like Ben, um, who wants an A's gold team set or whatnot, that takes 20 cases of series one. People don't realize that you can't make a gold set. People want to spend $10 on a 10 card gold set. I mean, realistically, they're getting a huge value because it would take you 20 cases at 600 bucks a pop minimum, which of course now the market's like a thousand dollars a case. Right. But, um, those sets are not easy to build. And especially this year, which is one of the reasons I'm on tonight, I guess, to talk about the coalition issues, but, um, that's where I am today, day in and day out. I don't get sleep. Uh, I try to sleep around four hours a day if I can, um, during a break for the cu first couple of weeks, it takes about six weeks to get through a series of one tour update, um, because of the amount of sorting. Um, and that's me with, uh, someone I hired now that's here full time. She is also here 20 hours a day. Um, wow. and then my, my wife helps a little bit. I shouldn't say a little bit. She helps a ton, but she's got a day job. So, I mean, she's here at night in the evenings and then, you know, on the weekends. So she helps a lot too, but she does different things than she used to do. And she definitely takes more care of the house and family than we used to, but it's, it's busy. Um, and people always say, oh, well, between products, what do you do? Are you kidding me? There's eBay orders every single day. There's always sorting. There's always listing. There's always something I've got. Uh, I wish I could, I could move my camera around, but I've got hundreds and thousands, literally over thousands of monster boxes full of cards that are not listed that need to be from the wow. previous year. So yeah, product on top of product. So what can you do? Yeah, no, that's that. That's. Yeah, I can only imagine the undertaking. I mean, we talked a little bit. Like I've opened a little bit. Like I, the most I've ever opened was a was a case of hobby and jumbo at the same time. And I thought like that was that was a lot of work and going through. And I can only imagine what it's like on on that kind of scale and and what that process and how organized you have to be. And um, I can tell you that you know even before we really got to to find know each other through like Twitter and stuff, buying from eBay and. I could always know that my it was going to show up. It was going to be exactly what I ordered. It's going to be in the best condition possible, uh, and I'm going to get a great deal on it. And so that's the that's the biggest thing. I mean, on my browser, one of my you know bookmarks on the top of any browser I have at work at home computer is the Brent Beck eBay page. So I click on it and just kind of see what's going on there, and uh, you know every day or so and, and pick up stuff. So I we all appreciate you for for doing all that work and uh, helps all of our collections grow. It, it does. And one thing you touched on real quick before we move on, um, you know, you had mentioned it takes X amount of cases to build a parallel team set, not just a master right. set. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I go to you for all of the flagship um, parallel sets, and I usually ask for two or three additional, you know, parallel sets, as well right. as, you know, Ginter and Stadium Club and some of the other ones that you have. I usually at least ask for the most common parallel set, big league. Uh, this year was the orange set. And, you know, I know you and I had, had a conversation must be maybe two years ago now where I think it was last year, series one, it was considerably more expensive. When I first started doing business with you, it was, you know, maybe 30 bucks, 40 bucks for everything I wanted. And then it jumped to right. hundred and I'm like, Whoa, why, why, why are we seeing a two to three X? And you're like, listen, right. slow down your thinking. It's not like going on eBay and you pick one here, you pick one there. These guys are opening up some product and have one or two cards you need. You know, you're coming to me for everything and to pull everything. The pack odds are just suggesting that I need 20 cases, 30 cases to fill just your order 
on top of countless other pre-orders. And, right. you know, for, for me as a collector, I mean, that was a, an eye-opening conversation where like, wow, okay, I do have to kind of curb my, um, you know, my expectation of, right. of the associated cost. And uh, so, yeah, we, I mean, we thank you for what you do because not only do we, you, you know, use you for opening this stuff for us, but we also uh, ask you to interpret eBay policies and pack odds for us. Cause it's like, sure, yeah. like Brent, Brent's going to know if we have a question, we'll just ask him cause he's already done that homework for us. Try. So yeah, the, part of that was, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say they changed some of the stuff. Like we're used to get a gold card in every jumbo pack mm-hmm. that exactly. changed big time. Yeah. Production is off the charts. And I mean, tops will argue and say, no, it's not, it's not like the eighties or nineties. Sure. But yes, gold cards were one per pack for a, over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I counted on that. When they went to one and two, you guys don't even probably can't imagine my head exploding when you order your cases based off gold sets. And I had at the time, this is six years ago, I had 11 gold set buyers that wanted a full gold set. And then you got guys like Ben who wants a team set. And so I was pre-selling around 13 gold sets, two by a team, 11 full sets. And that, you know, I ordered, uh, it was, it depended on the series, usually around 72 to 80 cases. But then you get them in and the pack odds are one and two for the first time ever. And my heart just dropped because I'm like, I, it's not about the money and people won't believe that, whatever. It's the fact that I have to go to collectors that I've dealt with for a decade and say, I can't get you what you want and what you pre-ordered from me. And that that's difficult. And who do you choose to tell that to? Right. So that, and then last series, series one last year, the odds went to one and seven. Mind blowing. I, I, I didn't know what to do. And so I couldn't sell a single gold set. And the, the other thing, and, and, Ben knows this. The A's had some good rookies, you know, this year and stuff. But the goal and the prices are starting to reflect that, right? We're seeing mm-hmm. like Luis Robert Golds are selling for two, three, two, two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars right now. Um, so I, a guy like um, Matt Chapman, right, who's a good ball player, but come on, I mean, he's not that popular, at least overall in the hobby. Maybe in Oakland, but the point is, look at his gold prices. I mean. I'm just like, hello. I mean, I can't believe what these prices are. And for years, I sold these at a dollar card, right, for a team set. But now you're seeing a Matt Chapman gold may be $100, and a graded one could be $500. And I'm not saying that's the current price right now, but that's possible. Mm-hmm. And you're, I remember selling Blake Snell gold cards for a dollar. And then I'm, you know, like, then I mean, he plays for the Rays. Come on. And then you got Cy Young or whatever. Th- those gold cards were 50 bucks a pop overnight. And I'm just like, golly, I would have never thought, you know, I sold Ray sets for five bucks. Um, but yeah, the odds are harder. I'm actually, profitability wise is way down because you would think, oh, the pri- you're getting more per card. Yeah, but I was very content getting a dollar per gold card when they were one per pack. Now when they're one every five, six, seven packs and you're getting two or three dollars a card, it doesn't add up. It's mm-hmm. thankfully tops though has added new colors, right? We didn't used to have the pinks and the blues and the camos, but those are impossible to get. I mean, I opened 84 cases and I got 40 vintage stock out of 84 cases because collation now they're whack. They're supposed to be one per case. They were not for me. They were one every other case. Um, mm-hmm. Coalition oh, yeah. was so out of whack. 
Yeah, let's get into it. You sent out a tweet that said I hit zero in eighty-four cases. This is you're talking about the the, the short print, the super short prints. Uh, just like I hit zero SSSPs in series uh, in a hundred series one cases. Often I think those get packed out differently for series one. None popped for like a week, uh, like polar bear, and then they started showing up, or perhaps in later pack packouts or retail SKUs, etc. So, like, what in series two? How what collation issues have you seen? Because you're opening a large amount of products, so you're getting a very right. good view of of what it can be. And so, what do you what have you seen? Yeah, um, the SSSPs, you know, the ones like the triple rookies and stuff. I mean, that is what it is. I I talked to Tops years ago um, about how things are packed out and the order that things are packed out. So that kind of explains some of those things. But in terms of what you're talking about right now, the coalition issues, it's just. I'm sure Tops, not Tops, because it's the printers, right, in Dallas. I'm sure that they are just so behind schedule and they're pumping out the stuff as fast as they can. I saw it a little bit with the products that were released the week before, the Pro Debut, the Big League, um, the Finest. I saw some collation issues there. Um, but this was different. And what I mean by that is, so, I mean, we're just now starting to sort the base cards of, of Series 2 um this week and like uh, before we went on air you were talking about we literally have 150 copies of one card and 50 of another so that's a big nightmare right now trying to send out complete sets which i've sold over 450 of already we've got player lots team sets you know um so that the gold cards we're missing several gold cards out of 84 cases we don't have any so I pre-sold only two team sets of each team. That's it. No, I told all my gold set buyers, sorry, no gold sets beforehand because the prices are crazy and I don't know how many I'm going to get. So you would think in 84 cases, I should be able to get two sets. I mean, technically I should have been able to get six if coalition was perfect, but I didn't. So it's just, but in terms of the hits, that's the issue. Uh, for example, in jumbo cases, the red number to 25, patch parallels of um the relic cards are one in four cases and i hit zero of them yet as we've seen like um big poppy 34 i think on twitter mm -hmm. and yeah. he opened a case and every single box had a red patch in it all every box um and then i hit zero Numbered to 50 autograph relics. They're called Major League Material Auto Relics. Those are also one in four cases. I hit zero. Yet I hit the number to 25 patch auto red parallels uh, 11 times, which was on with the odds pretty much. I think I hit one more than I should have. I saw a lot of that. There was a lot of boxes missing hits that happened in Pro Debut as well. The Pro Debut Jumbo was supposed to have three autos per box. A lot of my boxes only had two. I've seen that wow. in breaks as well. So um, a lot of missing hits in the jumbo cases for me, uh, missing autos and relics. So I don't know. I think the pack out just, I guess they push through. You can tell by the quality control. The cards are in good shape this year. I like the, the stock that they use and everything, and they're cut really nice. But uh, some of the stuff, yeah, I, I, again, I, I just think, I'm trying to be lenient because I know that they're behind. I mean, they just shipped blasters this week. I mean, Target, Walmart, us, nobody has blasters. I was the first person today to list those tops player medallions that are from blasters. And they Which sold I out need. instantly. 
Yeah, I yeah. didn't hit a single a athletic, but right. they sold so, out within five minutes because everyone's been looking for two weeks. Yeah. So, so, so speak, speaking to Jumbo, what's what's your opinion on Tops dropping the um, player medallion cards as a hit in Jumbo? What do you mean by dropping them? Uh, uh, because they didn't mean, need to have them in Jumbo, but uh, two, three right. years ago they added them as an additional hit or quoted hit. Yeah, I mean, that, those don't add much value. So I'm. it doesn't bother me as much. I know going into it, I do think that the value for not only Jumbo, but Hobby as well is not what it used to be. Um, mm. They also are not consistent. You know, for years, the red autographs were hobby exclusive. If y'all know anything about the red, like the 83s, 84s, and then all of a sudden they started putting them in jumbo, which was unannounced. That took from the value of, of hobby all of a sudden. And it's like they started putting ho hobby exclusive hits into retail, right? Like printing plates. You never saw that. Those went into retail uh, exclusive cards. And so I don't know. They change it all the time. The inconsistency of numbering drives me nuts, too. I'm sure it drives set collectors crazy. For example, in Series 1, all the uh, relic cards, the manufactured relics, they had black, which were numbered to 149. Mm -hmm. And even though the regular relics were 199, again, but this series for Series 2, because production is always cut usually in half for Series 2. It's not quite in half for this year for the first time in many, many years. But they're numbered to 50. They've never done a black number to 50, and they made gold's number to 25. Gold's has always been to 50. Right. That's so inconsistent. You can't right. do yeah. that. And Tops doesn't seem to care or think about the collector, the end collector. I don't care about me. I'm not talking about the breaker and the value, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about someone that wants to make a set of those. Mm -hmm. Well, now all of a sudden you went from 50 golds to 25. That means the price is going to go up. Your collection is going to be inconsistent. It's going to be harder to find. And it's just they do that with the all the products, right? I mean, Bowman's like, Sometimes golds are to 50, sometimes they're to 25. Sometimes, with all the new skews of sapphire and, you know, it's the coloring. I'm just, I wish that, you know, blacks were always to this number. Golds were always to this number. Reds were always to this number. How come reds sometimes are to 75 and then they're to five and then they're to 10? It's so confusing. It changes values of things. So that I don't understand. I, I don't get it. If production has to increase, it's very simple to me. Instead of changing numbering, all you have to do is A, make a new parallel, right, or color, which they've done many, 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 many times, or make an unnumbered parallel to, to add to that value for the pr production increase. And when it yeah. decreases, hey, give the value there. I mean, I don't – you got to know so, that going in. Budget it for the year. What is your what is your th thought with like the time of the value the like now that they put the silver packs as box toppers and this year in series two they put the turkey red uh chrome I'm sorry no decades the, the best. Decades best chrome and the jumbos where those were in the, the retail tens in series one which leads me to think there's not going to be retail series two tens right but what do you think that that does as far as um, adding that extra value being in there because you know sometimes you'd go to the the LCS buyer jumbo box. And they wouldn't, oh, we're, we're out of those packs. Yes, 100% support that move by Tops. It should have been in pack the whole time. I don't know why. They may say it was a timing issue. or But, I mean, it costs more for them not to put them in the boxes because they had to have separate boxes for those. They had to ship separately. 
et cetera, et cetera. So I'm glad they're in there. It's more fair for the collectors, more fair for everybody. They can't really be searched, although I don't know they can't. I know some people say they can be weighed. Uh, maybe. I I don't personally think so. I mean, you can't know what's in there. Um, but, and, I mean, I'd rather hit a Luis Robert base than 95% of what's in those packs. <laughs> but uh, the silver packs were horrible for me. It's the worst silver packs I've ever opened. Um I mean, I was going 10 packs without hitting a color. I would go 200 packs without seeing an autograph, but that's beside the point. Um, the, um, oh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Um, the Decade's Best, again, talk about consistency, right? That was unannounced. So that, I, I, I'm grateful they did it. But, yes, I agree. I, doesn't think there's, I don't think there's going to be 10s that could be due to COVID. That could be just due to the Series 2 production being down. I'm glad they did because Series 2, as we all know, was selling astronomically higher than it should, way above cost. So that helped on the value because if, if Robert wasn't in this, well, it's trash. Uh, this product is trash. Yes, it's one of the worst Series 2s I've ever seen. There's well, nothing yeah. in it as far as stars. So yeah, we talked, thank goodness next, for him. The next best player, I think we talked about this, was Chris Bryant, Charlie Blackman, <laughs> Reese Hoskins. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nah. No, no, you know, like, okay. doesn't sell anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Sweet Lou, Sweet Lou Trevino was part of the A's team set. I don't know why you guys are mad dogging him, but yeah. real, real quick. Oh, Brent. and then there, were, then there were 107 Ranger cards because they quote <laughs> wanted to put that cool logo on it. And yeah, I don't we forgot get into that one. because they, they they forgot the Rangers in they series. They forgot them. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be honest. So a lot of times people say, you know, my what's my ROI on something, which is, you know, return sure. on investment. Uh, anybody who runs this as a business, they mean internal rate of return or IRR, which means for every dollar you spend, you have to get X amount of dollars back. So for right. somebody like you, where you buy 100 cases of something and, and you're sure. you're basing it off of pre-sales and I, I've got to have X in these packs because if I'm not getting these auto relics out of 50, which even on the average sale price of say $10 a pop, if you were going to get 10 of them, that's a hundred dollar bill out of your pocket. Maybe they compensate you by throwing decades best in there, but that should be something else and not, I mean, your pack odds, your pack odds, right? Right. So, so how does poor collation affect your bottom line, your IRR in that sense where, you know, you're anticipating I'm throwing X thousands of dollars at, at, my distributor and I need so much money back into my pack odds. I mean, do we need to mention the 28 wood minis of Allen and Ginter as well? But you know, things that literally are affecting your bottom line. I mean, how does that affect you moving forward the next time a product drops and, and your thought process? It doesn't because I mean, what can you do? I mean, I've, I'm sure I've been on the receiving end a few times. I know I have nothing like this. It's not like, oh, I've hit something every case or every box that I shouldn't. And usually when you see that, it's a small run. Um, so it, that those things happen. I've opened, for over 20 years, I've opened 500 plus cases a year, which I know now in the world of group breakers, that's not a lot. I understand that. But the I'm doing like more base tops and Ginter than anybody on the face of the planet have forever. And I see these things spread out. And so it doesn't really affect my thought process going forward because it happens. I've seen it happen. You know, I, 
I remember when Strasburg came out, you mentioned Alan Ginner, and he was supposed to be inserted in there as a as a mini, as a rookie card and as a mini rookie card. And I opened 30 cases and hit zero, and Mark Sapir, who was vice president of Tops at the time, you know, battled me on Twitter saying they're inserted as regular. There's no less short printed of those than anything else. We argued for that for a month, and I think now on Beckett you can find where Tops finally changed her tune and said, oh, only 100 got out in packs or were made or something. And I was like, yeah, I opened 30 cases and got zero. Um, and, you know, something like Jumbo, when I, you know, it's 84 cases, There's I didn't run the – the amount of cases normally it's like 2600 cases but the production keeps going up so maybe there's 3000 cases it's still a significant part of the print run that i'm opening sure, um, sure. percentage wise and i don't see some things so that happens uh, it doesn't really impact me sure it affects the bottom line but i mean everything affects the bottom line i used to tr try to get you know 150% of my money back and what's funny is when the market was bad, right, in the late two, 2000, 2000s, what do we call those, the aughts, the O's, I don't know, 2007, 8, 9, 10, where there was no rookies and all that stuff, I, I made my best money. There was hardly any competition. Group breaking didn't exist. The production was fairly low compared to what it was now. Uh, my customers were more loyal. There wasn't two bros. Uh, so, uh, I mean, things changed. Postage was nothing back then. Right. I mean, I could mail a card for 50 cents. So it's per, the return on investments way down compared to what it used to be. So I have to open more as well to try to keep my dollar amount. And I mean, to be honest, since the judge year, I make less money every year that yeah. my distributors charge me more for cases, shipping costs more. PayPal charges more and keeps fees on returns, right? Or refunds, whatever. They eBay charges more and now they have managed payments and I mean, just everything costs. And I'm paying an employee now, which I did not have, you know, 14 months ago or however long it's 12 months ago. Everything is, is, it is what it is. And I can't control the pack outs. I don't even contact cops on those cases because it's not even worth it. And I mean, any time that I have, they're like, well, we don't have 100 cases worth of short prints. When one time I was shorted short prints completely, didn't get any. Uh, and uh, if you recall, I think la last year, Series 1 had zero short prints in Jumbo. Even though they were on the pack odds, they did not right. get put out into Jumbo. I got zero. What am I supposed to do? I mean, I have set buyers for those things, but... They're like, well, we don't have that many short prints. We can send you what we have, which is a small stack. And by the time I got them a month later, they were worthless. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, it's part of doing business. I used to gripe about those things. I do tweet about them some. And please, anyone listening, some every once in a while, someone will jump on my case and like, you know, they complain. Well, at least you could get a hundred cases. I'm not trying to complain. I, I am blessed. God has blessed me. I love my family. I love my life. I love the cards they get. I'm just trying to present facts to people sure. so they know sure. going into it that this is possible, good or bad. And unfortunately, a lot of times it is more negative. And it's just because it things are more inconsistent now than ever. When productions go from 1,000 cases to 3,000, I think that gives you a lot more room for error too, right? I mean, you could, you could see a 100-case run not packing out properly. I mean – I some of these base cards that we're missing where are they did they get destroyed did they not get printed did they not get cut did they not did they all get packed out into a later skew to where now you're opening and getting 150 of those and 50 of these i don't know 
We'll never know the Allen and Woods, right? We talk about that. Everybody talks about those. Where are those? They're still oh, looking they, for them. Yes. I mean, like, things happen. I It shouldn't, but it does. And, uh, well, know, we, and we appreciate it because it opens – collectors get an idea because they're not opening as much. And if they're going to take their money and they're going to go spend now what $200 for a jumbo box, which yep. – is mind-boggling when a year ago, even series two a year ago, Jumbo Box was maybe 130, 140. With those those four big rookies in it, plus you throw in Guerrero, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, yeah, like, okay, that makes sense. And now it's 200, and there's one guy you're chasing. And no short and prints, right? Is, yeah. And a hobby box is almost $100. Like, knowing that going in, it helps people kind of decide where they maybe should put their money versus not. Um, and, and, and if you're, you have cases, like I had a case, a, a extra case of jumbo I'd ordered. I canceled it because I was like, I, I don't, hmm. there's not going to be, it's going to take me so long to make the money back because the pre-order price was so, so much higher than it was before. Um, you know, and we have a question that was in the chat a while ago, but they wanted to know if you get to buy directly from tops or you said you work with a distributor. Now, have yeah. you seen, you know, with the, with the amount that you're, you're, you're buying from your distributor every year. Uh, are you being affected with any allocation numbers yeah. that way? Yes. I cannot buy direct from Tops. I tried years ago to do that because I I was told by the vice president of Tops I ordered more cases than any hobby shop that they sold direct to. There wasn't a hobby shop that even came close to my orders. But he said we're not allowed to do that. <clears throat> so I do go through distributors. Uh, I have never been cut or raise my price until this year and it's happening big time to so much so where i mean i know i talk about this a lot especially because of family stuff i probably won't be doing this next year because i was told if i want product at all next year a it won't be the amounts i'm accustomed to and b i'm gonna have to pay market price which means if i want you know tops two it's fourteen hundred dollars a case literally is what they told me and i'm like are you kidding me i pay 500 now Okay, just to give you an idea of what my jumbo cost is. So I I just can't do that. I there's no money to be made in there. I don't you know, I don't double my money on this stuff. Even if I did, let's say I made a thousand dollars for every five hundred dollar case, which I don't, but I mean you're talking then you got eBay fees on that, PayPal fees, shipping fees, etc. You know, uh, people want to buy base sets on eBay for twenty five dollars ship. You know it costs like ten dollars to ship a set, even flat rate, time you add the box and eBay takes the shipping fee and PayPal. You don't make anything for all your work for that stuff. It's just not worth it. Um, the stress that I go through, uh, unfortunately, and the amount, the thing that takes up most of my times are emails, texts, and stuff like that. Um, where I love all my customers, I have hundreds of direct customers, hundreds, and they, some of them are older and very impatient, and they, they, they buy, they buy a lot of stuff. So they no. want to know what I have all the time. But then you have the eBay people, you know. And the eBay people have been a lot more patient, thankfully. So, but there's a, so many emails a day, so many tweets. Yeah. I, I'm as you might have noticed, and I hate this. This is the one thing I don't like. I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be. I used to tweet out all my hits. I don't have time anymore because every time you tweet out a hit, 15 people will say how much for this, how much, for this? and I don't have time. So it's like, I, I can't negotiate with 15 people, and I don't want to. I just want to throw it on eBay and what it goes for, what it goes for. I. I'm sorry. I mean, I do that a lot because there's a lot of people that want that card now. There wasn't 10 years ago. Ben was the only one that ever wanted A's. So I could say, here, Ben, have them for a dollar. I don't care. Take them off my hands. They suck. 
They still suck. But, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, the, everybody wants to overpay for rookies now, right? I mean, uh, give me Luis Robert, maybe the greatest player ever, but you know what? I'd rather have 15 Mike Trout rookies than one of his SPs, which is literally the SSP version, right? Where you don't even see his face. It's his back running way. It's a cool picture. Don't get me wrong. But, sure. I mean, I can go buy my 15 Mike Trouts for that. I mean, raw, sure. But, I mean, I don't know. It just – uh, and not 15, if anybody puts in comments, not 15, I know, but you can buy but, several Mike, Mike Trout rookies for that. And, and on top of everything, you get a chucklehead that texts you Monday morning saying, hey, Brent, I know you have nothing better to do on a Wednesday night. Uh, you want to hop on for a while with us. I mean, it's just imagine the text messages that, that, that you probably get. I feel bad enough when I send you Don't ever feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. I just... I've gotten to where I put my phone away. That's why sometimes I don't respond for a day. I used to pride myself on responding to everybody within five minutes, but now everybody's turned into a thousand people and it's impossible and I don't get enough work done. So I put the phone away, you know, for a day if I have to at a time and check everything once a day, but it's, it's busy. It's, it's a lot of demand and stress and yeah, I mean, things like pack out and stuff mess with it. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. It's not like it used to be. I mean, like, I hit a one-on-one trout auto in this, right? And the first thing I said is, ah, oh, it's a sticker. <laughs> but a, a lot of stuff is sticker in this, and it's understandable. So, but, um, and I think there's probably, like, 50 trout one-on-ones in this product just because of his own decade set and all the significant signature stats that he has. I mean, so it is what it is. But, yeah, I do get excited. I mean, I, but I – Sadly, I'm getting more excited when I hit a nice SP of a rookie or a gold of a rookie because those things have taken off, and it's like that's where the value is now. What the market wants. And I I remember having a conversation with you, I think, late last year, and we were talking about, you know, your health and the stress and the time and and you maybe bowing out of this or at least cutting back. And, you know, again, I want to reiterate that we would much rather have you, a brother of the hobby, around for the long haul even if that means we have to go elsewhere for a lot of our cards uh, than to have you kill yourself because we need a gold foil and a rainbow foil <laughs> and a 150th anniversary and whether stupid set they drop on us at the very last right. minute saying, Hey, guess what? I need one of those too. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, if, if this is hurting your health at all and it's stressful, it's like, just go get a day job and, and be yeah. a collector with us. And as much as we would hate to, to not have you as such a great asset as a breaker, I would much rather have you, you know, around the hobby. And, you know, I'm, you know, I remember having that conversation sometime last year, you know, and, and if next yeah. year is the year that we lose you as a breaker, then, Hey, so, yeah, so I appreciate it, that. You know? I appreciate that. You know, I didn't think about my health for a long time and, but my doctors talked to me and I've had some things go on the past 12 months that I've never experienced. We all probably will, right. We're getting older in our forties or whatnot. At least I am. And, uh, so it's, yeah, he's told me it's had, having a definite Im- impact, and he's showing me how because I go see yeah. him quite regularly now because of issues. And so, yeah, I mean, the reason I stick around is the hobby. It's guys like you, Ben, Tim. You know, I, I sell those so many people, and I built those relationships. And you know, when I do tell someone I'm thinking about this, or I was like, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, two bros is pretty good, and I, I, I mean. It, it's the reality is things is going to change for everyone because people can't do there were so many people that did what i did for a lot of years i mean i can rattle off their ebay user ids they have gone away because i mean they can't afford the cases 
they can't get the cases and it's not practical from a return on investment standpoint to do what i do it's not anymore um it's yeah, better no, it's to if, if you're going to do what i do buy a few cases send every rookie to psa every gold rookie to psa right now that's where it is because here i am selling these raw cards like from series one boba shets and stuff and lots of 10 for a hundred dollars i'm like my mind's going crazy i'm like hey i'm getting ten dollars for a base rookie card and lots of 10 are you kidding me but then those same people come back to me and say brent i submitted your the hundred boba shets that you sent me and 91 came back psa 10 and i'm like what and I'm selling them for $130 on eBay. I'm like, what? You know, and I don't grade. So it's like, man, the ball game has changed. Everything's focused towards group breaking. Tops is making products towards group breaking. Right. Uh, everything's changed. And I haven't changed. I haven't adapted. And that's one of the things that Ben and I kind of talked about last year with the prices being higher. I have to adapt. I have to look at changing prices. I have to look at because uh, – I can't do this and lose money. I've always said I would do it if I broke even, although I can't say that anymore because my family costs too much to support. But I, that was always my goal when I started this was to break even. And But it, it's so much time out of my life that it's I have to you know recoup something. And thankfully, I've been blessed to be able to. And But sadly, most of my profits now, guys, being completely honest, comes from the small allotment of stuff like Bowman that I get that I still get at cost at a thousand dollars a case and I can flip it for four grand a case. That's where my profit comes from. And you're like, yeah, but see Bowman, I was cut way back on this year. I, I used to be able to get 60 Bowman and this year I was down to 17, which I know some people are going to say, I can't get one. I understand that, but please know that I'm spending a million dollars a year. And I was told by my distributor that that's nothing anymore. Brent, five years ago, you were the best customer we had. Now you're not in the top 50. They told me that just two months ago. You're not in the top 50. Wow. There are people spending 10 million plus a year with them. Mm. And I understand the game has changed. Investors are in this. Group breakers are going full force. There's cases that cost 25, 30 grand, you know, like transcendence coming. And how many transcendence do we got now? Are you kidding me? I yeah. mean, and so tennis, that adds up. Soccer, yeah. Bo yeah. uh, Bowman's got one coming up, I think. Yeah, it's got five look or at six first off the out. line in these Dutch auctions. Boxes starting at $30,000 a box. I bought National Treasures first off the line last year for $1,500 like the rest of the world. And this year it starts out at $30,000 on a basketball, that is, on, on a Dutch auction. Hello, is there greed yeah. in this hobby? Yes, 100%. I can't be greedy. And people may say, how, how is that possible? I get the cases, I open them, I sell them on the open market. Whatever I get is what I get. Right. I can't say, oh, I'm holding this card hostage because there's tons of those cards. I, I I just get what I get. I'm not sitting here, you know, saying, hey, let's ducks auction this stuff at $30,000. I mean, I don't get that. It it, it cuts out true collectors completely. Um, and I, I understand they're in business to be a business. So I, I don't fault them, but I just don't understand the pricing that this stuff is at. I, I don't think it's sustainable. Um, I'm surprised yeah. by it, but it's a different ball game right now. Eventually, as we know, all markets crash. It mm -hmm. will at some point. There's no big rookies in basketball next year, although people may be hungry for second year guys or hungry. I mean, I do think that's one reason Luis Robert is so high dollar. He should have never been this high dollar ever. 
but there's no other rookies to chase. People were hungry after COVID for months of not having anything new to chase. Hey, because if you look at Luis Robert, go look at his Gypsy Queen cards. You can buy them for a buck. That was his first product other than uh, the short print out of opening day. But it was his first base card. Those cards are nothing. I can't believe these tops cards are selling worth it. I still am getting auctions going over $20 for his base card. I sold a lot of 15 the other night. It went for $22 a card. It sold for $325 at auction. Um, it had 26 bids, I think. And multiple people have contacted me saying, hey, I'll give you $325 for a lot of 15 And I'm just like, I, I can't believe that. I mean, why? When Bo Bichette, Gavin Lux, Jordan Alvarez, none of those sell for 10 bucks. I mean, this guy's 22 I, I mean, Acuna took a year to get to that kind of level. Um, and Soto just got there, you know, a few months ago. I, I don't know. It's it's a new ball game. I'm still learning about this stuff, too, because it's not what I'm accustomed to. We're, I think we all are. We've talked about this. Ever since, really, Judge came in, the game has changed. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, a, a, just an example, like a Bowman box was one – a jumbo box was like 150 and it would work its way up to a few hundred dollars. Right. Now we're just starting there. We just says, forget it. We're just going to jump halfway through the race and start there. Uh, it's crazy. What is your favorite? We're going to, we want to wrap this up. We've taken 40 minutes of your time and we really appreciate it. But one, we have two last questions here. What is your favorite release every year that you're the most excited to open? All of them. My favorite <laughs> release. I mean, it's so funny because you're like, I mean, series one can be even at 84 cases, even though it's mundane, it's the same card. It's it's fun because there's every 10 cases, there's a nice card that you haven't seen. Um, I would say Heritage is my favorite. Although every time I say that and Ginter comes out, I'm like, oh no, Ginter's my favorite. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a polarizing product because some people hate it because there's non-baseball in there, but that's what makes it so good for me. It is the only thing I get to open that's not baseball. Uh, it is baseball, but you know what I mean. It has other people in it. It's exciting to get an autograph of someone from another sport that you don't see all the time or an entertainer. I like the cards. I like that there's still minis in there, unlike Gypsy Queen that should have minis in it. I, so I, I would say Ginter. Uh, right. Heritage is close, though. And uh, if you could only own one card that you currently own, and it's the only – you know, a sports card you can own, what would it be and why? And why is it an A's card? Because they don't suck. Brent, come on, man. <laughs> well, you still would have said my Canseco 86 rookie, so there. But, no, I, it's got to be my Jordan Slayer rookie. I mean, yeah, when I grew up in the 80s, the only thing I collected in basketball was Jordan, and then it did trans – eventually went to Pippen and Rodman. But – the athletics were my favorite team growing up. Probably a lot of people because they were good in the eighties and the Bash Brothers sure. and stuff. Um, I had a ton of Consecos and Maguires and stuff, but yeah, I would have to be the Jordan card. And it's just because, I mean, it's Jordan. I mean, what other card? Well, I, the question should have been, what card have I sold that I wish I owned? And that list. Well, which one's long. that? Well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's when, when I, when I left the bank and I got into this full time, I got desperate for money. Um, and I shouldn't have because I had a little bit saved up and I sold a LeBron Jordan dual patch autograph number to one. I sold it for like $1,700 on eBay. And I think literally, I mean, I sold a Tom Brady PSA 10 contenders rookie auto for nothing. I mean, it was $2,000. I think those things are like $200,000 today. And, uh, I don't know what they are. Y'all would know. I haven't looked for a year because it makes me sick, but they're, yeah, they're up there. I would. 
And yeah. but the best card, by the way, I'll show this really quick. The best thing I ever sold, by the way, was from UD Black basketball like 20 years ago. It actually it was from Hardcourt. Hardcourt, every hardcourt box had one UD back black redemption per box. And they were dirt cheap. Like I was getting them for 40 bucks a box and the UD black redemption, which was an unknown that you didn't know what it was. It was just a mystery. Those were selling for like 40 to 60. And it was like, this is my, this is great. And I sold this one to a guy and the guy contacted me back and he said, he said, do you know what you get sent me? I was like, no, he's like, it was a grand prize winner. I got to go meet Michael Jordan, go to his back basketball camp with Dean Smith and all these legends from UNC. And, and, uh, he's like, it, it, the trip was worth like eleven thousand dollars at the time. This was twenty years ago, and I was like, "No, it's priceless, man! Are you kidding me?" Yeah, I couldn't no believe I, I had that. But anyways, well, Brent, so. we we really appreciate the time and and the expertise. Yeah, sorry, I took up too long. I know I talk oh. a lot, but there's no, so we would talk to you for our, our our YouTube chat is going nuts with people are like, "This is the best interview I've heard," or "This is a great interview." Just so you know, I think if if you gave us two more hours we probably still would have questions coming out of the wazoo with people that wanted, you know, it, one of our comments, you know, said it's great to have an established ho a hobby icon discuss today's hobby. It's riveting. And that just kind of shows you the respect that uh, so many of us have and, and appreciate and your I friendship. Appreciate I thank you for that too. That's the most important thing to me is relationships. And I, I, I'm kind of shocked by that because the world has moved to group breaking and so many people love their group breakers. They break with, you know, one or two guys and they love that community they're in. I don't have that. And I do wish I did um, like a live stream constantly or something. I think that's, I think that's one reason group breaks are so successful and popular. And I think that's great for the hobby. Um, I am not against group breaks, by the way. I think they're wonderful. I just think that the industry and business has changed completely and, and things, are way overpriced and i'm not blaming on group breakers i'm just saying it is what it is and it's a different thing but you know i i'm glad to hear that and that does you know makes me feel humble and it yeah. encourages me to continue doing it no one last thing we have the hobby hotline that we do every saturday morning at 8 a.m our time so 10 your time if mm -hmm. you ever have a saturday morning around 10 a.m your time and you'd like to come on as a featured guest and answer some questions from listeners and fellow collectors, we would sure. absolutely love to have you for, you know, an hour and, and let some of the, you know, our friends and, and fellow collectors and, and brothers and sisters in the hobby, I'm sure would love to have some direct access to having sure. uh, some of their questions answered as well. So. I would love to, let me slow down on series two just a little bit because Saturdays are busy, busy shipping day, but I am awake at that time still. And I would, I mean, I would, would love to. So, I mean, it's definitely not a problem. The only guy that has a 25 hour clock. Yes. Oh my gosh. I wish I say all the time. I wish I could just hit a pause button on the time and, and I could, cause I feel so behind all the time, but it is what it is. So we thank all, you so you know, much. We really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. You provide such a great service and you, you do such a great job with everything. I'm never worried when, when I place an order with you that it's, there's going to be any issue whatsoever. And uh, I was privileged a few years ago when you Started and I got became a on the direct mail thing and I thought like I would get a heads up from you and I was like I've made it I've made it yeah so that list wonderful. is long we yeah. will all appreciate you thank you very much I appreciate and, uh, you guys if it weren't for you guys I wouldn't do this so thank you well enjoy the rest of your series two sorting we all know how fun yeah. it is to sort base yeah thank you Brad. thanks guys Take have a great night Brent. thank you God bless the the great Brent Williams guys that was the most awesome we've had a pro bowler we've had minor league stars we've had all kinds of people on this show we have 
artist doing Project 2020. Hands down, that was amazing. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we have hobby icon Steph with us every week. Um, human ca card dictionary, encyclopedia. Database. You know, <laughs> database. He's a big DB. Uh, let's get, we're going to get into it. Uh, we have a really we have a really great show tonight. We have a lot to cover, and I appreciate everybody's comments in here. Uh, it's been great. Um, we'll hop into the week that was last week's releases. Tops Living Week 121. We had uh, card 325, Jorge Polanco, shortstop Minnesota Twins. So just a few shy of 1,900. We had card 326, Dustin May, rookie pitcher of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, uh, he sold just over uh, 2,300 cards. Uh, not a not a bad week, kind of what we'd speak about, uh, you know, we'd have about every week. So, um, you know, not shocking. So, any, 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 I mean, did you pick up your Polanco stuff? I have uh, some people working on it. I, I have my squirrels out. There you go. It's a $5 card. Just buy it from Topps Living Spat and move on. That's. Like I said, I'm supposed to do. Okay. Yeah, enough Conan O'Brien. Uh, check out <laughs> Tops Living Staff for a full breakdown of where these cards fall, respectively, in the set by team and position. We had 1920 Upper Deck Ingrained Hockey, 1920 Panini Spectre Basketball, uh, and 2020 Panini Legacy Football. And I did see somebody pulled an Aaron Rodgers auto, but come on now, there's a lot of other things in there. So they're quite lucky. Hot off the press is this week's new releases. Tops Living Week 122, card 327. All of Famer, Eddie Murray. Not Eddie Murphy, okay. Eddie Murray. Baseman, Baltimore Orioles with the chops. Like that's 1978. That's 1978, Eddie Murray. If you look back, it's the 78 Tops card. I'm pretty sure that's a very similar photo. And then card 328, Sean Murphy, rookie catcher of the Oakland Athletics. This means next week we're going to have a Royal or a Giant. I'm just telling you. I mean, I, that the Sean Murphy is awesome. The eyes, the the catcher's mask. I mean, it's just such a beautiful card. But that Eddie Murray dude with the the fro popping out of the side of the old school the Baltimore Orioles, the 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 mud chops. That is when I saw that, I was just like, well done. They, they, there aren't very many cards in this Topps Living set that are better than that Eddie Murray. And and that's saying yeah, like, he looks like he's going to come around and beat you. Like what you say. I'm sure that guy could roll out of bed tomorrow and hit three three hundred in, in today's game. I mean, Eddie Murray was was yeah, he was a legend. But that card is ridiculous. That is such a beautiful card. Great week for me personally with Murphy. It's, you it's, know, it's but sharp. and like the Orioles, they haven't had a card since uh, August, which was John, which was John Mean, who's Beans Boy. Yep. Um, so. Uh, 2020 Tops Archive Signature Series Retired Player Edition dropped $50 a box, one pack per box, one card per pack. It's a one buyback autograph. There's 110 autograph subjects. Uh, Tops didn't release a specific list of the cards, the print runs, etc. on these, but uh, there are going to be a lot of buybacks. Top used vintage cards, modern, and also insert cards uh, for the players to sign. They have some dual autographs, which are pretty cool. Uh, the cards come in case in a one-touch, and each each one gets stamped with the gold foil note, noting it's part of the 2020 archive signature series. So you'll know what it's from. Uh, some of the star players in this Bronson Arroyo, mm -hmm. Bernie Carbo, Jeff Cirillo, Vern Law, and Steve Rogers. Love it. I mean, I'll give you Vern Law and not that Steve Rogers. 
in fact, there's also a Joe Maurer sighting, and I had, I had sent Tim a message saying that's why this is, you know, the retired series and not the Hall of Fame series because, you know. You know, the thing is, is I saw, um, I saw, our, buddy, I saw our buddy Christ, uh, Christopher um, Paul. Uh, from Crack and Wax. Um, he had a whole bunch of – he opened uh, two cases, and I think he had like 11 one-of-ones or something crazy like that. And don't don't hit me on the numbers, but it was it was quite a few one on ones. Um, my thing is though, who knows really? Because Topps doesn't release like you know Eddie Mur like in there all of the Bronson Arroyo cards. He could have ten cards, and they all could be one of ones. So I don't know how that works out because they don't release like how many one of ones each guy has. So well, and not only that, but they don't uh, they, they just drop the list of names. They don't say, hey, this guy only signed 19, this guy signed 99, this guy had yeah. 50, this guy had seven. Yeah, yeah, or how they numbered them. So it, it's just kind of a crapshoot, but for 50 bucks, I mean, um, you probably could find them for a really good price on the secondary market. Uh, it, 2020 it, is a, it, it, it is a strong checklist, it, it is. It I is. know we're not fans but, of this. this but um, it's not the worst checklist that they've ever had. And no. even if you're buying on the secondary market, there's a lot of good stuff in there for, for any team or player collector. I will stop uh, 20 tops ass when they rename it. Yes. Uh, 2020 Panini Absolute Baseball drops uh, Friday. It's supposed to be today. They pushed it to Friday. It's a $200 box. Two packs per box, 10 cards per pack, four autos, two mem cards, four insets, two parallels, 100-card base set. The first standalone baseball release of of the product of Absolute since 2005. Uh, it's made a couple of appearances in Chronicles, uh, including last year. The tools of the trade signatures, uh, those are going to be sought after, and they have multiple swatches uh, with two swatches, three swatches, four or six. Uh, rookie baseball material signatures use a leather, uh, use a ball leather uh, as a signing surface, similar to the old upper deck sweet spot, but let's hope they don't fade like Sweet Spot did. Uh, and then they also have some cool – they have a couple of rookie inserts that are pretty cool. The one-two punch showcases 10 pairs of teammates. Uh, right there you have Puck and Lazardo, And then they have rookie roundups that's made up of 25 young players. So, so uh, It's kind of funny that um... – one, uh, I, I liked the product back in the day. I, I never opened any. I, I've just seen plenty of it. Um, I do like that they brought back tools of the trade. I just wish that, and maybe it is, this is just the one mock-up in which we have, um, they used more than just plain jerseys because it, at least for the latter half of the tools of the trade, they'd have like jersey, bat, shoe, glove, hat. Whatnot, which is really kind of a cool concept. So, no, yeah, that that would be neat to see. But uh, yeah, it's popping out um, on Friday. Uh, also this week, 2020 Panini Chronicles Collegiate Draft Picks Football drops Friday, two hundred and five dollars a box. Um, I don't know why I didn't put was how many packs and boxes there in there, but you're gonna get three autographs, one mem card, and two parallels. Good work, Tim. Heck yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, you know why it's because I had to write down all of the sets. It makes up, uh, there's 16 sets that make up Chronicles and let's, let's look real quick and see what, how many packs per box. There's eight, pa six packs per box, eight cards per pack. Um, 16 sets that make it up guys ready. Let's do this list. Chronicles, absolute certified crown, Royal Donners, Donners optic downtown elite limited 
Phoenix Playoff Prestige Prism Select Spectra XR. The downtown inserts are tough, landing probably one per case. And that's well, all. Which sounds about right, given previous products, downtown does go to about one a case. But they, they, they did this crap with baseball last year, and, and some of them were fantastic. And, and Select was one of them, and Select got its own baseball release this year. I just I hate when they do this hodgepodge of crap all at once because some of this stuff like Crown Royale is a gorgeous product on its mm -hmm. own. It really is. But, and when they did that back in like 2012. Are you going to buy are you going to buy this is 16 college releases. I mean, this is just a squeeze out a few products. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, just, it's just a dump at the end of the the you know, latrine, man. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if they're using it as a test market to see which people see which designs and sets people like to see which one should get a new release in the future. Maybe. It's just it's so complicated if you're opening it as a collector because you like a little bit of this, and I, I get it, right? It's like a smorgasbord or a buffet of of cards, like you said, Steph. Maybe that's what it is—a test market. Mm -hmm. um, but it, you know, last year when I had the baseball, and they're all in a binder together because technically they're the same release, and they're on a yeah. page together, and you just look at it like this is gross. That's cool, and that's cool, but this one's ugly. And, and they had like the score caricature cards in there, and it was just yeah. like, dude, come on, man. It was just—it was too much. I guess Some, I get it. It just—it seems like a cheap attempt at a money grab. You know, that's how it appears to me, at least. Yeah. Um, so check out Ryan Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com/news for more detail on a lot of these releases. What's brewing next week's releases? 2019-2020 Panini Obsidian Basketball. 2020 Panini Luminance Football. 1920 Upper Deck Stature Hockey. Up in infield chatter, a hobby talk section part of the show. The hobby hotline. Hello. It will be live this Saturday on Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And make sure you check out Monday Night Heat live Monday nights on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook at 5 p.m. Pacific, 11, 8 p.m. Eastern. Call and in and hang in, out. Yeah, if I called in and had a question Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, who, so would I be, who, who, who would I be talking to? John Newman? And Maybe one of us, <laughs> possibly one of us. I mean, we don't. We yeah. Are, sorry. I guess I, I, it's been a busy week. I have not looked. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're listening. is a cheap attempt at a cash grab thing. <laughs> it is, but hey, Panini Prism color is awesome. And if you have any, yeah, color, that's why you, you saying that, and then you agreeing with a lot of people on Twitter almost had me like call like at the mental hospital, come and pick you up. Put you in a straight jacket in a padded room in observation for like 72 hours. Come over to my house and you'll enjoy all of the color, dude. I mean, the teal wave is gorgeous. The white wave is gorgeous. The shimmer, which are out of seven, are gorgeous. Uh, by the way, Hobby Hotline, at least I, I think it's John Newman, it's Dan Anderson, and it's Tim Shepler. Your 7-Eleven hosts. So, but no, Panini Prism, gorgeous color, man. The blue are popping. The red, white, and blue are gorgeous. Um... At least that's me. I, I don't yeah. mind the unlicensed stuff because I love the color on it. Yep. Uh, Beggar's Cup. You guys have a Beggar's Cup? So there's a former Major League Baseball player that does. At Joshy T.O. on Twitter. TTM success. Rafael Palmero never had this as part of a return, but he, but hey, he included a self-addressed stamped envelope. So 
then there's a note in here. He has three autographs by uh, uh, Palmero, which is an 80, 91 upper deck, uh, a 92 tops, and a 91 Fleer, the greatest set of all time. And a note, thank you for your autograph request. I'm happy to sign for you. My rate is $20 per autograph. Please send cash or check or Venmo at Raphael Dash Palmero. That's the awesome thing, thing is, I've is ever the seen. cards are autographed. So, okay, so he is going to send you like to collections because you didn't pay the $60. Now I want to send him a flat rate shipping with, with $20 <laughs> in pennies and a card that says, Thank you, Mr. Palmyro. Will you please send me my card back? I've And can I have, can you give me a steroid relic so I can make a personalized card? <laughs> so uh, well, I would wonder if uh, he would have the same rates in person. Maybe uh, Rich would uh, reach out and see if there's any signing because. The location, I don't want to show it too much on screen, uh, isn't too far from us. Um, it's in the DFW Metroplex. And uh, who doesn't want to see a next Ranger in Texas? Now I want to see Canseco or Sosa or McGuire or, or Clemens say, you know what, we'll autograph your cards for nineteen we We're going to do this eBay style where we're undercutting everybody. So, you know, get your Sosa autograph for nineteen eighty nine. you know? Uh, I mean, I know I've seen it in the past where players will write, hey, as a one-time thing, here it is, but in the future, my my signatures or autos are worth $5, $10, <laughs> whatever. In the future, how's this, man? Make a donation to this charity and send me proof that you donated to the charity and I'll yeah, sign your sure. stuff. You can it, make it, a small donation. This is my next letter to him. Mr. Paul Myro, you're lucky I remembered your sorry ass, and I even wanted your autograph. <laughs> you should be thanking me. He's for still working on how, knowing how to pronounce free it. Free of charge. But Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Dude, that's the most pathetic thing since I saw him trying to come back at the age of 61 or however old he is last year. Speaking to downtown, here's oh. mine. Downtown Yordnon. That's not bad. They are gorgeous uh, inserts. Ask Fish, did you know the, the uh, actually, I'm sorry, eBay etiquette? Um, feet aren't needed in a post. This was shared by our own Ben Wilson. Petticate, there you go. Petticate, I like it. Petty, my producer would pick the picture up. There we go. Uh, it's an eBay listing of a Jesus Lazardo snakeskin prism parallel with some toes, along with uh, what's that Bowman in the background being broke. Uh, and a PlayStation 4 controller. First off, first off, this is our little secret. Anybody out there listening, I am going to actively bid on this card, so don't bid my ass up. Let's just get that out there. I want this card, um, and I'd like to have it under $10. So, please don't be jerks. Of course. Okay, continue. Also, we don't want to see the speed. Ten. You, you said $10? <laughs> what if I bid 11 right now? I'm not actively bidding on it, so if it goes above that, I'll just... Ha ha! Then now you'll have to sell it to me for eight because that's just the way the market goes. It goes down. Uh, uh, but no, I just—it's really easy with smartphones. Like, especially you can take a picture and then you can hit like edit and then you can like shrink it down and, and yeah. crop the picture. That's not, I mean, like, I, I, I've accidentally almost got my feet into pictures I've taken before, and it's like nobody wants to see my socks. You know, I'm diabetic. I wear socks all the time. Okay, but I really don't want to see this guy's feet. And whatever funky thing his 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 glass his glass coffee table is doing to that. I mean, come on, that's just that's just. And you're posting it on 
eBay. It's not like I took this picture and sent it to you guys, which would still be not acceptable, but at least it's kind of okay, you know? This on eBay. Well, it's kind of similar to, the, <laughs> to that not safe for work picture I sent Tim earlier today. <laughs> that, I, I posted that on, on, on my Twitter, and I got the greatest response, which was a, a gif of, of Rex Ryan. <laughs> Kind of doing like a oh look, <laughs> it Let's was, go it was a brilliant tweet of the day response. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, so let's get to a mass fish of Beckett Media. Our buddy Ryan Crack don't put out a story today. Twenty twenty tops now road to opening day summer camp edition. Fuck. Why? Uh, a, a print demand set that's being released in three weekly batches and opening day two approaches. Uh. It's an unexpected expansion on the original Tops Road to Opening Day team says that we do during spring training. Uh, for for this set, Tops is uh, aiming to use as many images as possible from the summer restart. The summer camp edition isn't going to be the team set route. It's going rather to be a three week set where they're going to have released twenty five cards a week, and each set is twenty nine ninety nine. Parallels are immediately inserted, and they have three level numbers of uh, parallels: five, ten, and one of ones. I, I I don't want cards of my favorite players wearing a mask. This is stupid. We don't have to make a card set. But you're gonna buy the A's cards, aren't Damn you? Damn right buddy? I am. Damn right. I've already I've I'm already hit up I've already hit up Top's Living Stat to see if he was buying him. He says yes, and he will sell me the A's, but that's beside the point. Do do as I say, not as I do, right? Isn't that the old saying? I mean, I don't want to see this. It's just another thing, another online, another do we truly need this set? If they just released that Mike Trout, like they released the one Mike Trout card, right? right? Like that that's something different, right? Hey, buy this card for 10 bucks sure. and uh, it's going to, you know, the proceeds are going to go to COVID research or something, right? Right. Like that makes well, sense. Yeah. A second ago, you mentioned about, you know, we're, we're kind of giving Palmyro a hard time here about, you know, donating it on a, through the mail. Yeah. If you threw this card up there, as a single purchase, $14.95, eight, nine, ten dollars of it, whatever after after costs are gonna go donated to such and such organization, this would be great. Uncle Rich just yeah. No, I and I think that's what they should do. Like that that would sell ten thousand cards in a heartbeat. Now you'll just look like Bane. Um so, not, not to uh, derail nearly as much as the sleeping gas suggestion for Uncle Rich there. Um, for, in, in regards to Ben, uh, did, did you guys see the update on this? No. Beckett wrote on the card, wrote about the card that uh, Al well, K-Line said that uh, that's that, that that's not me. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good article to read. It's a Great good article. chance. Let's be honest. Boss Brink is pretty pretty famous because he was in that that big thing where they were talking, they were picking the iconic cards, and you know, he was included in that, so he's kind of a big deal. He, he is. I mean, he's part of the Saber family, and yeah, he's uh, he's a good dude. Great follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so pricey top loaders. There was there was someone selling some top loaders uh, this week on Twitter. I saw, and it's a case of Ultra Pro thirty five point top loaders. So that's 40, a case is 40, 25 packs. So it's a thousand top loaders, which normally sell for what, about two bucks a pack. They wanted $175 for the case. 
mm. which basically breaks down to like four dollars and thirty five cents uh, a pack shipped. So even if you 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 know you had twenty bucks in shipping in this, that's still mm. still pretty expensive. But with top loaders, but people were buying them like crazy, and it's like just just wait, just wait. The top loaders will come back. Just penny sleeve them up, put them in a box. Don't shake the box; you'll be okay. You know, I, I can't wait to, to see. Uh, yeah, that's just that. I just thought those prices were kind of crazy. I don't know what you guys thought. That's uh, it's beyond special. A, a lot of it is is. You know, I mean, we even had to ask you what is a fair price for that, right? So a lot of it is just taking advantage of the market, not knowing the difference, and not being yeah, aware of the market. Get it, that's fine, but I just, yeah, it's a lot. So it, just be buyer beware. Yeah, it's one of those things. If if you, if you think, if you need that, ask around. Just make sure that's a fair deal. Yeah. You know, it's like anything, right? It, question, you, know, you know what? If you ever have a question about supply prices, reach out to me, and I'll I'll be as honest and upfront as possible uh, with what I can pay for uh, top litters and and I, so supplies and stuff. I will I will I will do that for you. So, but if you if you told me it was a hundred bucks and this guy's got it at two hundred, then I'm going to go ahead and assume that this guy's a little high, right? Yeah. But if you're saying a hundred and this guy over here saying, "Well, I can do it for 90, well, that's that's within a fair plus or minus, right? That's like buying a, a soda at dollar sixty nine over at Chevron and Shell across the street's got it for a buck eighty nine. It's I'm not driving across the street because I'm not going that direction. So it's you know it's a lot of it just depends. It, it, that's that's a, a very large markup, all things considered. Yeah. So Lucas here got a good deal back in December. That's a that's a pretty fair price. So. Yeah, but if any of that stuff's manufactured overseas, oh, specifically in China, then I mean you have to consider right now. You know, it's just it's a complicated world we're living in. Um, but all things considered, if there's a plenty of market worth, it's like when toilet it's paper shot up. People didn't understand why why we're being price gouged. We're not just you know stores aren't getting uh, deals from third party logistic distributors. I mean that's just the way it goes, right? They're they're not well, getting those buy down prices. Supplies, yeah, it's uh, like you just got to understand that market is all. Yeah. There was a great post at Dimebox Man, uh, Nick Perducci. Pacucci, he writes, he has a great blog, uh, you know, about dime boxes and stuff. But he actually had his dad write a blog this week. Um, a guest blog post from dad about the horrors of being a retail card vendor in today's hobby, featuring grown men fighting over series two. Um, so it's a, it's a great post about. Uh, these guys waiting around to, to get product and uh, what they go through. Uh, we'll, we'll put out the link, but I think we all retweeted it at some point. Drop it in the chat here. But take take the, the two or three minutes and read through it. Um, it is pretty funny uh, and also pretty sad, too, with what happened and what he did, what he experienced. And then the comments on top of it, I, I commented back saying it's embarrassing as a card collector um, for that to happen. It just doesn't to me make sense, um, you know. So it's it's just gross. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's always it's always good to see different perspectives on things. You, you, you know, a couple of weeks back we had had that that conversation on the hobby hotline about Gary V, and we had one caller from one side and another caller from the other side, it's always cool to see different opinions and perspectives. Like we just had Brent on and he's giving us 20 years of history in, in, you know, 
a Cliff's Notes version of what it used to be like versus what it is now and where he ends up on that that spectrum and, and adaptability and whatnot. It's it's cool just to see the difference uh, of, of opinions and, and, and hear different people, especially if you have an expertise like Brent has that most of us will never be able to come close to. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, hobby or retail has just gone to, yeah, I don't know. It's in bizarro world now. So, uh, oversaturation of the market uh, at Yanks Chick, as we know her, Sue's tweeted out Has anyone been purchasing the Jeter retrospective cards from Tops? I haven't, but wondering what the demand is like. As you know, she's obviously her Twitter handles at, at Yanks Chick. Uh, for me, I just felt like retrospects have been done to death for him. I get that he was supposed to enter the Hall of Fame this summer, but my money isn't limitless. I have to choose, and I picked Project 2020. Now, I think that that was probably a better move, the Project 2020 cards um, sure. over that uh, retrospective set, because I just feel like it's just, like I said, we've had another one, it's just another set, right, that they're they're putting out of an individual play. Just It's just so much. And I think you had a comment, Ben, it's like, as a player collector, it's going to be crushing, especially if you collect a guy like Jeter, right? Or if you collect a guy like a Trout, or you track, you know, there just all these other things come out about them, and it just, it just, after a while, it's like you have to make decisions like this. Oh yeah, so, I, I mean, just, especially being the Yankees, the the Yankee captain, and all that he's meant for them in that era, and Sue's especially, um, you, you know, it, it's. Uh, so uh, something for us to say for Minnesota or Oakland or whatnot to say, well, it must be nice to have 30 cards a year player, but you're not compounding that based on the amount of sets that are released a year that the Yankees are going to get more attention for or sure. all, all of these. And yeah, sure, it'd be nice to see the little guy get some love too, which usually doesn't happen. But um, it's nice to see the, the perspective of a, of a quote-unquote Jeter super collector um, say that I'm I'm just out. There's too many that have been done. Well, look, look at series two, right? You have, you know, Mike Trout only checklist, right? How yeah. many player only checklists have we seen over the last three years, right? Tatis, Bichette. I think Vlad Guerrero had one. Chris Bryant's had one. Lonzo. Judges had one. Um, Cunha. Yeah. Uh, Otani, right? And this is just in baseball. So God forbid well, by the way, you hey, collect I, more I than one sport. Mike Trout one. Yeah, but. But if you're a player collector, especially if there's parallels as well, I mean, no. these are extremely, you know, granted, okay, well, if I'm only a, a Cubs guy and then I only get Bryant, then that's all I have to worry about. But the thing is, is I when I look down a checklist, I'm, I'm thankful that there's not a A's only player mm. on one of these because it's just that much less I have to worry about. And it goes back to the point we've made so many times before. As collectors, shouldn't we want to see more? We should be excited the bigger the checklist, but it's just a money drain, especially when you fall down a rabbit hole of, I was talking about this with my dad did, uh, last night. I showed him some of the finest colors uh, from Top's Finest, and I was like, the greens, I've got four of the seven. And, and at what point do you go just go get the other three? Well, I need Luzardo before I go get Seth Brown and Sheldon Noisy. They're numbered out of 99. It's a A's color. But it's like, that's cool. It'd be fun to have. But then you also have the blue and the purple. But that's just one release. And, well, that's and right. I just. You pick a color you know, and you run with it, right? You would have to, right? But then you have Prism and it's 47 colors. And 
I, I, I can empathize with Suze where you just go, I'm out. Enough's enough. My, my budget's only so well, big. Especially when it gets like the prism or it gets to seven. And how often are those cards going to pop? Where are we going to see those? Like, you know, I just, I, I don't. Yeah. And it's, it's overwhelming. Like I, like I looked at Brett's checklist from, you know, he retired in 93, the end of the 93 season and from 94 to like Oh five or Oh six. He has like three times the cards in that 10 year span than he did when he played for 20 seasons during the junk wax era, by the way. And so you just, you have to put, you had just put put a hold and, and pick and choose at some point what you're going to do, um, you yeah, know. And, I, I've done something similar where you tie in um, Rod Crew, so sixty seven ish to um, eighty five, and the amount of cards that he had from eighty six onwards is it, just ridiculous. I, I mean, yeah. I, I thought about doing well. I can pick up all of his and Bly Eleventh and Jim Cotts. Uh, cards and just attack them in a binder by themselves. But when do you call the cutoff? Do you call it 86? Do you call it 87? Do you, I mean, yeah, it has to be something you're comfortable with. And, uh, you know, it, you know, if I was doing parallel or insert sets, then I would pick a color and move. But I just, I decided when I was doing my royal sets, I was, not, I was just gonna, I picked like 12 different sets, you know, releases that I like. Mm-hmm. And those, I was just gonna do the base sets of those. And if I get if I find the other ones in the wild, like someone trades them to me, or I they come in a lot, or if I'm at a card show and they're like in a dime box, I'm not against picking them up and putting them in a box, you know, having them. But it's not an active look for me. Sure. Um, well, yeah, think of all the Cubs fans that we know. Um, are, do they collect all 100, 150 uh, Wrigley's hundred year of insert set a couple of years back? Yeah. Yeah. See, and if I was a Cubs fan, I would be all over. I'd have to have it. And when are you going to do the and the sickness? Oh yeah, man, you're going to do. You're <laughs> yeah, wait for the, yeah, the plumbing, the the the, the plumbing stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. The anniversary of Moneyball ending because of some uh, team. But yeah, it, at some point, you know, and, and Chris Harris mentioned in the the chat, you know, do we need these thirty card tributes to somebody like Reese, Hos- Reese Hoskins, you know, or Tatis Junior? And it's like, no, we don't. They haven't done anything yet. Yeah, you can have some stuff for these guys because they're up and coming stars, or you know, may have a bright future. But you know, where's our our Cabreras and our Pujolses and whatnots, guys that are surefire Hall of Famers? They don't get them because nobody wants to collect that. And by nobody, I mean you know the the general mass, not not obviously um, you know collectors of those particular players. But you know, that's not what the market wants. Market wants you know Jason with eight S's, Dominguez right now. Yeah. No. Uh, Chrome, everybody ready for Chrome Vember? Nope. At Creator Jack tweets out so November 11th, Stadium Club Chrome. November 18th, Allen and Ginter Chrome. Uh, November to be uh, to be announced, Tops Chrome Black. December 2nd, Bowman Draft, which is driven by Bowman Chrome. And December 18th, Bowman's Best, which is Chrome. That's a lot of refractors. <laughs> And then not to mention the announced, uh, we don't have a release date, mind you, but the announced uh, Big Baller Chrome that's coming out. Well, yeah, if you read the notes, we would get to that shortly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ben, read the notes. Like you read. Nobody listens to Steph, anyway. Uh, no, it's just, it's crazy, and it's like, okay, like this year they decided to dip everything in Chrome. Alan and Ginter does not need Chrome. Gypsy nope. Queen didn't either. 
But that was an insert. It wasn't a, a standalone release. No. It, basically, what Tops needs to do is Tops Chronicles and just dump every... Oh, every shit. <laughs> all 37 releases in one. Right. Mega Jumbo Retail Hobby Boxes. Only $18,000. One of one release. One of one of one. They need to get that, the dude that used to hawk wax boxes on QVC, whatever his name was. Him and Gary V battling to, to sell product on the web on their TV show. Imagine a world where everything is chrome. Chrome, chrome chromium, chrome. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 87 different colors um, coming at ya. Colors you've never seen before. Canary gold green refractors. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do them this way and that way. They're gonna be tic tac toe, horizontal versus <laughs> diagonal. Tic tic tac toe chromes. I love it. <laughs> this is gonna be fantastic. You have to have X in every square in order to com complete the modern day rainbow. Shop at home. We don't need chrome. Everything. Stop. Just stop. If you think it's a good idea, don't ask us. We will be more than happy to tell you. And when I say we, yeah, I think we can they, talk for... They don't get the consumer. That's right. They're, Don West, just not, there we go. We're just not woke. Don, wo Don West and then Chromapalooza. I like Chromapalooza. That's what we should they, call it. They should have a, 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 a at the O.co. They can have the one million pack Chromapalooza. All Derek Jeter, Aaron Judge... Mike Trout, Shohei, it's like 10 players, and it's just yeah. a, a million words. packs, 10 <laughs> players, everything is chrome, no base ships. <laughs> and Jim Rome's there doing the broadcast. Uh, so there's more Project 2020 issues. So we've had hair, mm -hmm. damage what touches, upside right. down cards, gotcha. cards that have had the one touch little peep, peep, uh, pieces of paper in them. Uh, now shipping issues. So our buddy that's John Newman, Sports Card Nation. Sent a tweet. Looks like Top, and this was a face, something he pulled from Facebook. Um, looks like Top sent someone's AP as the artist proof to the wrong person. Man, is the person who ordered the AP going to be in for disappointment? It was Doc Gooden, numbered out of 20. And uh, yeah, this person did was just like, uh, I got this AP one, but I didn't order this. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, not in a, uh, you know, thanks tops kind of way right this is just awesome because it, this is getting comical now and then watch watch the breaks everybody ivan said i've checked he had he was did a video i've checked four griffey so far i think it was a shore griffey and all of them have some kind of what he called garbage inside <laughs> there were things floating around inside the one touch <sighs> uh but listen our buddy blake came out blake jameson came out and tweeted he goes if anybody's my card buys my card shows up damaged in a weird case or anything that bothers the buyer I'll trade them a pristine version of the same card, signed in black, sealed in a one touch with my hologram sticker. So um, Blake is making a. Blake said, "I'll make it right for you. I'll take care of you. Plus, I'll autograph the card for you, which is pretty cool." So, no, it's it's stand up. That, but see, he shouldn't have to. I oh, mean, no, once he in a while, th things are going to happen. A hair might slip in. We talked about that. You know, somebody like me's packing them out with the beard hair and the whites and the grays that fall out. It's going to happen, but this is happening more and more frequently. And some dude got a card numbered out of 20 that he didn't order. Which cost $200. I mean, and he probably spent $20. This isn't, this isn't a goatee hair. 
this isn't a piece of garbage as as our buddy Ivan over at Go GTC Go GTS says. This is <laughs> whoops. That's kind of a big whoops, don't you think? Because now, what are they? Are they numbered out of twenty-one? Because you got to fulfill the order to the other guy, don't you? No, you just give a refund and say, "Ah, sorry." That sucks. You can have yeah. the next player, even if it's not your guy. I mean, I mean, could you imagine how livid that guy would be if they just said, "Hey, whoops, here's your two hundred bucks back." See, I, is- I'm kind of curious whether because. <laughs> What real recourse does Tops have for those? I, I mean, do you contact the guy and say, hey, here's way more than what it could sell for, buy it back, and then flip it to the guy who was actually supposed to get this, let alone it's, it being well, they number one? Do they Dude, they don't care. No, I, th- I said what recourse could. I didn't say what recourse are they going to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And they I they, they don't my- care. Because we still come out there and say, here, take take my money. I mean, we joke and we joke and we joke, but we're still here buying the stuff. They're feeding the addiction and we can bitch all we want. Bottom line is we're still going to buy it. The only way we can talk is collectively with our wallets. And the way we talk about it is we buy more and more and more. But I love cards and I can't stop. My it's friend true. who does not collect, I had actually had lunch with a person today in, in public. We, no, we were able to sit. Yeah. My, one of my. Uh, I don't because the pictures we took were actually. You don't uh, have pictures. It didn't happen. But we went to lunch and I he doesn't collect cards. He's a huge Ohio State Buckeye guy. And so I've gone through all these collections. Whenever I get Ohio State cards, I just set them aside. So I took them and he's digging through them going, dude, these are awesome. And we're talking about Adolphus Washington, Mike Vrabel, like a bunch of randos. And he was so excited. And he's like, man, it makes me want to go pick up a box. Of cards, and I started talking about what they're going for now. And he goes, "Oh, that's okay. I'm I'm good." Um, but just yeah. So Steph broke the news earlier. Ben Baller, Ben Baller Chromes are coming out. Uh, at Ben Baller tweeted, "I'm very proud to announce I have my own at Tops Chrome limited edition box dropping this summer. More deals d- details coming soon. Thank you to Tops team and MLB for another partnership. Thank you to my agency XLSM, the best sports agent on earth. So it's going to be Big Ball or Ben Baller." Ben Baller did the cards, and he's going to have some Topps Chrome. I am just really interested to see what the hell it is. His cards look yeah. cool. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen one in person because I haven't picked one of his up yet. But I bet they look pretty nice. But I would just like to see what he does with the, with the Chrome thing, you know. So, no, I was actually looking up um, the Project Twenty Twenty as groups. Our buddy Waxback Hero Mike Summer has it on his website. Uh, all of them laid out by player and by artist. So if you want to see what Blake Jameson has done so far, or if you'd like to see your George Brett collection, everything that's been released, you can see it either way. He's got it laid out really nice. And as I was looking at it, going artist by artist, uh, I was like, you know, Ben Baller, I think really so far, just my opinion, has probably the best collection of good-looking cards for the seven or eight that he's released thus far. That's just my opinion. Uh, but I think if you're ranking them by artist, which I'm sure will happen once, you know, all 400 have been released. For me, I think Ben Ballers are probably going to be in the top three, along yeah. with Blake Jamison's. Uh, so Fu Chang has had some really solid cards, by the way, too. She, she's a little too wild for me personally, but that's just, you know, there's a lot going on there. I think her Ricky Anderson was great. Um, yeah, you know, you know, but I, mean, I think there's just been, you know, she's had some cards yeah. that pop too, and everybody's had that. I think. 
except for maybe Don C has had every every time he had a card that was like like if I was gonna own that if I was only gonna pick one card of one player, like if I was gonna go to one artist and only buy one of their cards, like everybody does have a card that's gone, oh damn. Like that's just a good like there was a I, I bought a a, uh, Tony Gwynn, the one that said Mr. Padre at the Palm Trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was done by um, um, F. Dot. Yep. Because I just, like the way, I just like the way it looked. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, yeah. There, there were a couple cards that stood out too. I mean, we can get into this another night, but some of the, some of the horizontal versus vertical cards, uh, I think it was Mr. Cartoons. Gus uh, McGuire. McGuire that, that's... Uh, horizontal that just it sticks out like a sore thumb and, and but you know I, I actually really liked don c's ted williams i thought it was a really interesting oh the uh, cloud nine thing yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting the gold one the gold the gold thomas did not i get you remember how everybody said it was so, the ugliest card they've seen sure, sure, sure. Well, what was that you just had in your hand it's not we're not going to go there it's a beckett uh keep them presses on bowman sapphire 2020 uh it's been hitting people's doorsteps in the last few days uh Phil's pulls open five boxes a few days ago, and I put the link in there. So, Steph, if you want to share that with everybody, the video—it's a great video. I and I like watching his videos because, you know, he did some bot. He's done some box wars with this, and um, and you, you get to see, you get to see what the cards are. But he pointed out some very interesting things. So, first of all, just to give you some background, this product was offered online by uh, Tops only uh, for one hundred and fifty dollars a box. Well, it's nearly. $500 a box right now. $500 a box for a box that was 150 bucks. Phil pointed out some interesting facts uh, for the Topps release. So it's one auto per box was what they, they told everybody when you bought it. But previously, it advertises one auto and one color parallel per box. Well, now, when you have the box in, hands, in hand, the box no longer says one auto and one color parallel per box. It just says one auto per box. If you flip the box over, and I think Steph, I put a, I didn't share, but uh, he he shows the back of the box. I got it right here. And where the odds are listed, and there is a sticker over the original odds for the new the, the for the odds for the parallels. So the all the parallel colors are numbered out of something, and which he says leads him to the idea that they printed more of this stuff because the autographs aren't numbered. But all the parallels were so you only have a certain you have 150 players in here, uh, you have a certain number of inserts and a certain number of colors, so that leads to only being able to make so much. So they couldn't do the guarantee now. The other issue is is that all of the uh, autographs and the cards have a cracked ice feel to them, except for the base blue autographs which just look like a regular Bowman autograph card, <laughs> except for the fact that it says Sapphire under the Bowman Chrome logo in the top right corner. Yep. Ha- Junk. Yep. Huh? And people were paying, like, there was a Jason Dominguez orange out of this that sold for, like, 20-something grand. <laughs> okay. If I, I mean, had $20,000 to spend, I got so many... We all if have you so many it better and sold it for twenty grand. Like that's awesome because I would oh, sell yeah. that in a heartbeat. And Take think a, a second about it. Done. Oh yeah, have fun, have fun in Maui when they reopen up the world and you can go on a vacation because you bought a 
a box worth a couple hundred bucks and, and you flip that into a and then you still have fifteen thousand dollars left over or you buy a five hundred dollar box and you pull a buy a brace ball autograph speaking of number to 25 dominguez are still screen shared we ask and you to share we, we we ask you to share your hits and uh our buddy tim uh oh that's awesome good for him nine of 25 so he's now retired yeah, and he yeah. lives. He lives on a private island. He bought for selling this card. Let me know Good when you're in Dallas for grading. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's an ugly card too. No offense to Tim. I mean, it's great. The helmet. The but helmet yeah, is it's not a elf. Photoshopped card. It looks like he's wearing his dad's helmet. I mean, the he alien. he's down at dad's softball team. You know, it's like a yeah. zoo. Yeah, just, a zoo. I mean, just think about what you could spend zoo. that money on. Think about what you could spend that How money on. It's a hobby. That buy you right now. A lot, a yeah. lot. At least four. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of spending some money, there, you know, I just so I thought it was ridiculous. So they have this, and, and the, the fact that the box is going for five hundred dollars, and and the, there's these errors and stuff. And I mean, I think Sapphire was the best last year when um, it was the thirty-two when they did the nineteen draft, and it was thirty-two cards. No autographs and two parallels uh, in a box. Yep, I think that was the the uh, that was because guess what? It made the parallels mean something. Yeah, and that was a great way to release it. And those base cards sold like crazy. And you got thirty two. Like it was a good like this. You're just again, they just can't get out of their own way, and they just keep bastardizing everything that they do. Like now dipping everything, everything. in chrome. When are we gonna get Allen and Ginter um, transcendent? Soon, Bowman Transcendent came out this year. They, that I mean, seriously, they had tennis. Didn't they have soccer? I mean, that that brings us up to to what five, six Transcendent. I think yeah. Bundesliga, but that's Benini getting a Transcendent. Uh, oh, they had wrestling, wrestling Transcendent. Mm-hmm. You know, then you had you had Tops, and then you had Tops retired, and now you have Bowman. So you have three baseball. I mean, come on, people, make it make it special. You know, I, oh, I looked up. I looked up. Uh, I wanted to see uh, Top's finest, Matt Olson, uh, who was a short print, uh, and, and his short print was selling for twenty bucks at auction with three days left. And I was just like, first off, I got one for a lot cheaper than that, but I'm like, that's awesome. I think you were making that point, Shep, a couple weeks ago, like one or two weeks ago. Let's make base valuable again, and to see a short print selling for twenty plus dollars at a Top's finest, which is you know a middle of the road, you know, it's a it's a great set, but. It's not a high-end product by any means, and somebody's going to get a decent return against their their initial you know buy price because you're going to sell a short print out of it for thirty bucks. Cool. Yeah, and I'm telling you, still, if you want to spend a, like 150 bucks and have a good rip, Tops Finest right now is yeah. where you should be. Gorgeous you know what? I'll even say this about Tops Inception. Even though it's around 120 box dollars a box right now, and it was like about 80 when it released, even with that 40 dollar increase, the stuff that pops out of those boxes, because that the, that rookie class that they have in there for you know they have Lux and Yordan, those guys and the colors that come out of there. Like I told you, I was in that uh, war and I ended up winning two boxes, and I bought one, and I ended up with three total boxes of those. The the colored parallels out of there of rando rookie guys, I've sold and it. For for a nice amount, allowed me to keep a blue Lux uh, rookie out of there. 
I'm hold, I just hold on to it just the baseball season starts to see what he does because it's blue, it's a Dodger. Yeah. It looks it looks a nice looking card. So yeah, I still think it, those it, are two where if you if you're looking for kind of some big hit potential under two hundred dollars, that's where you could spend some money and have some fun. And Inception has really great card stock. It's it's, oh, uh, it's the back uh, yeah. thicker. 80. Yeah, yeah it, 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 when you feel like you feel like you're holding five bucks when you're holding the base card. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've got five dollar base card. You know, and it's I've got band. green, purple, red parallels. I mean, the colors really pop. It's a really nice yeah. product. Uh, whether yeah, you're buying a box or a secondary, I just wish they'd bring it back as Bowman Inception. I think that was the where that was my favorite. Yeah, uh, that was one of the best prospect looking. So they could still do it, um, you know. They just can't do it together. So pristine. You know, so they can't do it though. They can't do it because they are limited to how many Bowman products they can release. So you want to make it Bowman Inception again? You have to take something off. What are you taking off? Sapphire. No. You know, you have to take something off to put it back on because they're limited. Bowman to, Chrome Chrome Edition. Yeah, Chrome 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 Chrome. I mean, you could do away with one of those, right? Bowman and Chrome can can come together. Or drop draft, you or know. Drop draft yeah, is too no. popular. Bowman Chrome best. would have to. Yeah, Bowman's best probably goes away. I'd I'd get away to Bowman's best off Bowman Inception. I, I would too. But Bowman's best looks beautiful. If you check out Ryan Cracknell's preview, uh, the base cards look phenomenal this year. So, yeah. you know. So, pristine. So at SC Sports Cards one tweeted out this not mine saw this on facebook where do you think this price land this lands price wise it's a 2011 tops update card number us 175 mike trout bgs pristine blood 10 black label so it is a perfect mike trout base rookie card 10 10 10 10 10 10. yeah per the guy that graded it per that guy's eyes i mean literally what do you think that that card's worth i got tree i got tree fitty that's how much you could get for a raw months ago. I, I don't know. You know, it's going to sell for. I mean, if a Dominguez is worth twenty thousand, okay, out of twenty five hundred k, yeah, you would have to think that. I mean, how much better is this? I mean, yeah, eighty to one hundred thousand. I don't think is unreasonable. Yeah, considering the the economic, considering the economics of this hobby, if we said that to somebody else. That's not in this hobby. You know, I talk to a lot of economists on a daily basis, weekly basis. If I took this to them and said, "What do you think this is worth?" I, I, it just sounds foolish saying eighty to one hundred k, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't sell for that. Didn't the Otani Superfractor sell for like ninety? It was one hundred eighty-six. Oh, was it really that high? It was wow. two hundred. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not to say that another one can't get this, right? It's not like it's a Superfractor where there's only one. But how many have been graded and haven't gotten this? Yeah, I mean it's just a. It's, the other thing too is just it's one of those cards that everybody knows. Um, you know, black label. You don't honestly, unless you're uh, you know laser eyes down there in Dallas, do you get black labels all the time? Right. So. Well, I, I I remember you telling me when we were at uh, teammates here in Sacramento, and and they had a uh, Gem 10 87 McGuire for twenty five bucks, and you're like, dude, come on, you have five hundred of these. You could literally grade them all and not get a ten, right? Buy it while it's already graded. It's going to cost you most of that just to pay a grading fee. So yeah, I and think ship that, it back and forth. Yeah. So, so I mean, if if you're a trout person and you have resources that are beyond my means, our means, right? You know, what's a hundred thousand dollars? If if you I know, bet Mike McKenna ends up with it. 
Yeah. So <laughs> Vegas Dave's going to grab it. To, to, to your point, you know, if you ask someone who doesn't know what, what's this worth, um, they probably won't be able to tell you without reading the text there. Here's a promo uh, for Nintendo's console that they were planning to, planning to release in association with Sony. Now, this was walked back, and Sony obviously branched off and did their own line um, with uh, their own uh, console. What, what would you imagine the prototype goes for? Mm, Two hundred fifty thousand. Ten grand. Sold at auction through Heritage. Three hundred sixty thousand. By the way, that's so funny because that looks like an N sixty four cartridge and a Super yep, Nintendo Super Nintendo yeah. controller with a Sony disc drive. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a Frankenstein. They, they of, of battled. I remember games. that. I remember hearing about this. They battled the hell out of each other on this, and then Sony just walked away. And it really kind of screwed Nintendo, at least in relation to uh, a few of their um, exclusive licenses. Because Final Fantasy Metal Gear was it Metal Gear, one of them. Oh, Metal Gear, Nintendo Final to Fantasy, um, because they wanted to release on CD, which had more memory. Nintendo wanted to stay with cartridges. And finally wised up. Then you got the N64. Um, or then, no, it was the GameCube. The, the, the little mini discs. Yep. So, uh, guys, a couple show notes. Uh, next week, we're going to have Nick DeWante at Examine Sports on. Uh, so we're going to have him on and uh, talk some some baseball with him. And then the following week, we're going to have uh, Bayside Breakers on. Uh, two weeks so, after that. Uh, 20, after that. Andrew. Uh, there, and that's going to be fun. Uh, I have not personally ever really spoken. I mean, we've on Twitter, you can count that, but like, uh, you know, face to face, like we are right now, uh, you know, doing that. So it'll be great to have, uh, have him on. He's been very generous to, to all of us here on the show with different things and um, does some really nice, really good breaks. And, uh, you know, so we're going to have him on and, uh, and hang out uh, the 29th. But, uh, guys, any final thoughts before we head out tonight? Another fun show here on uh, the About the Cards podcast. Well, I, I do know uh, Angela had asked uh, why Rich was doing up too late. Um, there's an easy answer. Our office got uh, a, quote, a corona case, so Rich is staying home for the rest of the week foreseeably. Uh, so it was nice to see him in chat. I thought he was up buying uh, Celine Dion tickets, and they had they go live at midnight or something. Maybe uh, doubtful on Celine Dion, um, but uh, ooh, hey, don't fall. Um, yeah, no, it's nice uh, to see him up. Uh, it was great having uh, everyone in chat super active tonight, and the uh, rest of us stay safe, <laughs> unopened, nothing in it. Yeah. I just heard it go. Uh, ben, any final thoughts before we head out tonight? No, it's been a great week. So I'm looking forward. To, uh, we want to thank Brent Williams for his time. Super busy time. It's like literally calling Santa Claus on Christmas Eve at like 11 p.m. and saying, hey, <laughs> if you're not busy, can you? Right. Um, really appreciate Brent for his insight. Uh, looks like we might have stale gum on 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 the, the 22nd of the July. Um so let's plan for that. Um, that'll be an exciting week. Uh, Chris has been supportive of the Hobby Hotline. Boom. Deal. July is booked. 
Um, but yeah, really excited to have Brent on and, and, and he was very gracious and awesome to hear his insight. Um, can't thank him enough and can't wait to get him back on when life allows a little bit more. Cause it really seems like we the fourth host if he gives up breaking. Well, <laughs> I, I saw someone in chat say that, you know, I, I'd love to hear if he retires, he needs to do his own podcast. I, I, I absolutely agree. You know, between, um, uh, just, just the questions we were able to ask. I mean, I wanted to ask him, what's he think about the short prints in Series 1, Series 2 not being announced as, here are these players that are short printed? Right. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So we will continue uh, to text him because apparently he doesn't get enough texts. I, I want to say a couple of cool things. So, um, first of all, I want to say everybody thanks to everybody that helped me be build the 85 Series 2 insert set. Mm -hmm. that, that's been cool. Um, Ever since they did 80, was 87, the 25th anniversary of 87. Actually, yeah. when they did in 2012, they did the minis. And I built, that was the first year I came back, I built that set. And then they did the 87. So I, I, building those, I built those sets. And then I did the 83 and 84 the last couple of years. I'm still working on those because I wasn't as active uh, in doing those. But I've done, the, I have the Series 1 and 2 of 85, and a lot of people helped me out. And majority of the time it was, no, hey, here, just here's, you know, four or five cards. Just give me your address. Um or it was a very nominal fee. Like, you know, I, I paid pennies on the dollar for the cards, and I, I want to thank everybody for that. The other thing is, is I, my mom gave me a, a gift card to Target for base cards, baseball cards only for Father's Day. And I went in, and I was uh, at a Target I'm not normally buy, so I went in today, and they had two Diamond Kings blasters, and I, I thought instantly of Steph. I was like, I've opened a lot of Series 2, and if that comes out, I'm not going to buy any, but I don't buy boxes of Diamond Kings, Except for last year with Steph, and I had fun opening it. So I bought two, uh, two boxes or two blasters, and I pulled out two of the three thousand uh, card inserts. There's fifteen of them, mm -hmm. and I pulled two. Uh, guys, I reached out and said, "Hey, is anybody out there? You know, if you have them, hit me up. I'd like to work out a deal or something." I'm down to having four cards and paying almost, almost nothing for them, um, because people are like, "No, I'll just send them your way." And I, I'm blown away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was within an th dude. This was within one hour of me posting. I'm actively yeah. looking for these 13 cards, and nine more. Nine came my way without within minutes. And that's not what I was. I wasn't looking to get free cards. No. Uh, you know, I don't. I love to trade, and I love. You know, I don't mind. You know, buying stuff at the right price. And but people were like, you know, most everybody was like, no, dude, here, here you go, like. One guy was like, "Hey y'all, I'm looking to, you know, I bought some looking to sell them." And I was like, "Okay, what's your price?" He goes, "Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm out, I'm out right now. You know, you, you seem like a, you know, you have a good reputation. You let me know what you want to pay for them." Right. And so I looked up on eBay and paid a little less than what eBay would have been. And he said sold, and I was like, "You know, this is great." But no, it's it's like that's what this hobby's been all about, and I, I love that stuff. So to that yeah. point, th this arrived in the mail uh, thanks to. Now, future uh, Diamond Kings addict John P., uh, a great listener of the show, uh, shot this my way. A couple other cards, dude. He's in. I got two packages this week just from him alone. I have in the last week. I've gotten two and ones in the mail, apparently. Yeah, and he keeps finding all these Bretts everywhere, and he's just sending them my way. I'm like, and then so I sent him some Venturas that I had, right? You know, yeah, I, so I, I, I felt. 
I felt so good uh, about a week ago. Uh, there was a, a listener that we had called the Hobby Hotline, and he was talking about his daughter getting involved in the hobby and Washington Nationals collector. And you know, we reached out and just said, "Hey, if anybody's got some laying around," and she got so many packages apparently. And she pulled a, a 1985 Topps relic Marcus Simeon out of a pack, and she's like, "Hey, Dad, can you get a hold of Ben? I really want him to have this as a way of saying thanks." And it, it, it I mean, it just it melted my heart because that, that's awesome. And so I, I accepted it and I gave it back to her and said, hey, you keep it. I already have one, but I really appreciate it. Start a PC of players that aren't part of your PC, right? Doesn't have to be a national. Simeon's a great player and he's a great guy. And and it just melted my heart. And, and just the generosity in this hobby as a whole, you guys, everybody that we've made friends with over the last couple of years and 10 years and beyond, it's just, it, it, it's awesome. There's good people and, uh, you know, do something nice for somebody in the hobby when nobody's looking. Grab an address from somebody else and send a, uh, an RAK, a random act of kindness, and, and you've got some stuff laying around, find a new home for it if you don't want it. You know, there's plenty of people that would gladly accept something off your desk and, and be glad to send you something your way, too. And uh, it's just it, it, the generosity in this hobby, just it never ceases to amaze me. We've, yeah, you know, it's, we, it's we've great. been just a small part of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the most fun thing about this. So remember, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific. 10 Central. Remember to watch the Hobby Hotline this Saturday and also check in Mondays. Call in with any questions, comments. We appreciate the support there. That show is built by callers. Make sure to subscribe to review our show on all platforms. We hit over 600 YouTube followers today. Very nice. So thank you, YouTube followers. Uh, we appreciate you there. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. Follow Ben at Our Trading Cards. Follow Steph at Junkwax Twins. Follow me at Big Chef Seventy Nine. Share your hobby stories. Great pool. Send your questions our way. Keep collecting, and we'll see you all next week.